0: Hello, Sports and Spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut, and find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports and Spaghetti, your two favorite. We're not even full Guidos, so I can't even. I no. Can't even your, your, no. Your two favorite juice heads. It's Memorial Day, Labor Day weekend. Memorial. What's what's that it's episode? Labor of, Day. Labor Day weekend. That's the episode of Jersey Shore, right?
1: I don't. Oh, I don't remember. There
0: are juice heads everywhere. That's you don't that's remember a that?
1: that's a mouse question.
0: We'll ask her. We'll get we'll get it. We'll get an answer by the end of the show. I almost choked on my own saliva. <laughs> we'll get, get an answer. Get we'll that.
1: we'll be doing a a short intermission at some point tonight. <laughs> Will return. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, the price is
0: right. Oh yeah, it is the price. Well, rest in peace, Bob Barker. Yeah. First off, he got the closest to a hundred without going over, in true yep. price is right fashion. Yeah. Um, that's why I did it. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, I'll just poop in my hands and clap them. I guess. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still with us, thank you. And this is not an episode you guys want to miss. No. Um, because Chris, Mr. Chris Walker, and I, um, we cooked again today, and it was another. It was another playroom episode. We're live from the playroom. We love that. Um, so we were live from the playroom again. And this time we made a we made a big. This was a very good dinner, and it was made by yours truly. Um, we went with a nice little pasta dish, some chicken. But I couldn't I couldn't do it all alone because because we had some we had some help in the kitchen, or I had some help in the kitchen. It was Mister Chris Walker, and there was one ingredient that we made to go into the dish that we never thought be possible for us to
1: make. Aunt, yeah, do you want me to say it?
0: I want you to say it,
1: guys. We made
0: fresh mozzarella. Today we made fresh mozzarella. Today yeah,
1: I can't even believe we're saying it. We were we were talking a little before we went on here tonight, and um, and we just both of us are like, we made cheese tonight. We made cheese.
0: Yeah, it's it's it really is, it really is crazy to me because it's like everybody thinks it's like a hard thing to do, and I'll tell you right now, it's really not. It's really not hard to do. Why did it take us an hour? No, Total, maybe not even maybe forty minutes. Yeah, forty five at most. Yeah, and that was—I mean—that was literally start to it and trying a piece. Yeah. Um, and it was—I mean—it was a very, very simple process. So we'll give you a little—we'll give you a little recipe, I guess, if you guys want to make it because I highly recommend you make it. But to make the homemade mozzarella, now we did an, we did one with just two ingredients. One of them is not rennet. So what rennet is—is is let me get the exact definition for you here rennet that i spelled wrong Mm -hmm. rennet is a complex set of enzymes produced in the stomachs of ruminant mammals ruminant mammals chymosin or chymosin is the key component it is a protease enzyme that curdles the casein in milk in addition to chymosin rennet contains other enzymes such as pepsin and lipase now, essentially, all that means is it is an enzyme in the stomach of, um, of mammals that curdles milk and cheese. Um, so we didn't have any rennet because we didn't feel like spending the money on the rennet. So what we did is we just used vinegar. So the regular organic distilled white vinegar is going to give you the same, the same curdling process, and it really doesn't affect the taste. We'll get into that a little bit after the recipe, but it doesn't affect the taste and the only other ingredient is um it what was it top top southern milk cream top cream top milk now chris you as a former whole foods employee that worked close to the dairy case explain that to the explain that to uh, our listeners
1: so the difference between a cream top milk and a regular milk is the homogenization process so when milk is homogenized it it, it, first of all, it's done so at a at a sort of higher temperature. It's warmed up to eliminate uh, bacteria. It's pasteurized, which does that, and homogenization also helps in that. And when you homogenize milk, it, it doesn't separate um, when it sits, right? Because milk usually sits for at least a few days before it's bought up to a week. Um, and... What you have to do is you have to buy non-homogenized milk in order to make cheese because if it's homogenized, then it's not going to separate as well. When you add the vinegar, which we'll get into, when you add the, vin- when the ingredient that's going to curdle the milk, essentially, it needs to fully curdle. And if you're just using regular milk that you buy at the grocery store, it's not going to do that. Uh, you need to buy cream top milk, which is, it's usually gently pasteurized uh, and non-homogenized. So, is your risk maybe is a baby's risk of getting sick uh, easier? Like, I'm not talking about having an allergic reaction. I'm talking about getting ill from bacteria. Is it slightly higher? Not really, even because you're warming the milk. You're, you know, you're warming this up anyway um, is part of the process to make the recipe. Uh, Really, it's just closer to raw milk.
0: Yeah. So, ideally, the best thing we want, we, we, you can do that I would recommend, and we wanted to do, it was kind of a spur of the moment. We were in between two different um, topics for the day. Um, we wanted to go farm fresh, literally right from the cow's teeth, if you would. Yeah. Squeeze it into the bucket and give that to me. Um, that would have been ideal. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, in a perfect world, this is from a buffalo because the, you know, the buffalo mozzarella, the which. Buffalo. But you know how hard it is to find the buffalo in Connecticut? (laughs) Especially one in the middle of the lactation. (laughs) Not a lot of lactating buffaloes around here. Not even in the Northwest (laughs) Hills. Maybe something over in Chicago where I'm from. Now, uh, if you guys like my awful Sebastian Maniscalco it's not impression, awful. Keep, just keep, I mean, I'll keep doing it for you. It's not awful. Um, but let's get back, let's get back to the cheese and cutting the cheese. <laughs> um, okay. You got to talk about, because this
1: was your idea, this recipe, you found the recipe. So we talked about the milk. Um, and why you need to have non-homogenized milk. But then what?
0: Okay, so the non-homogenized milk, as Chris said, it it needs to split. So why you're adding the vinegar is you're uh, going to pretend, you're going to do your best Little Miss Muffet impression, and you're going to sit on your tuffet, and you're going to separate curds and whey. Guys, she was eating cheese. Did you know that? That's right. Uh, Cottage cheese, to be exact. Yeah. But you're going to uh, split, excuse me, I just lost an earbud. We're good now. (laughs) So you're going (laughs) to... The vinegar is going to curdle the milk, and it's going to split the curds from the whey. And essentially what you're going to do is after you um, heat the milk, so you're going to heat it to around 115 degrees Fahrenheit, and you're going to keep stirring that so it's going to heat evenly. And make sure... You have a – make sure you have a thermometer that's not going to completely rip apart in your hands because we – I owe Chris a thermometer now. But – so you're going to heat the milk to 115 degrees. As soon as you hit that 115, you're going to babysit it with the thermometer, and obviously, as soon as you hit that 115 degrees, you're going to turn the heat completely off, um, and you're going to add your vinegar. So pretty much um, you're going to use a half gallon of uh, milk to – um, seven tablespoons of white distilled vinegar, and that is going to be your um, that's going to be your your mix, I guess. So obviously, it would be fourteen tablespoons to a gallon of milk. Um, so you add your seven tablespoons, and then stirn for about thirty seconds. And it's actually quite disgusting if you look at it, because it'll immediately start to curdle, and you're going <coughs> to sorry, Good? yeah, I don't know, I felt something coming up in my throat. Um... <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> so you're actually going to think it's it's quite disgusting because it's going to be curdled milk and it's it's gross for 2 seconds. But um you're just going to mix it to make sure uh vinegar is evenly mixed and then you're going to add a lid with the heat off for about 15 to 20 minutes. Um after that it's it's this is where it, it starts to look like cheese, which is really fun. Um and you're going to take your uh you take like a spatula or or even just a regular spoon and you're going to um you're gonna get all of your your curds. And you're gonna separate the curds from the whey. Now I say a spatula. You just want something slotted. If you're gonna be using your hands, um, if you use like a cheesecloth, like we should have been using, I, I mean, a, a slotted spoon will work just to take some of the um, some of the the whey out of it. But either way, it works. So once you get um, all your your curds separated from your whey and in a separate bowl, then you're gonna start squeezing out the Uh, access away so that was actually chris's job so i'm going to spin this back over to chris and he's going to explain that process sorry i was looking at a picture of my kid even though she's in the next room
1: um yes so we have to squeeze out right we have to squeeze it but you have to be kind of tender okay
0: (laughs) i want to get those tender hands on
1: me chris that's right so so you have to you got to clean your hands first of all your hands have to be very clean because you're handling what everybody's going to be eating. So wash your hands. It even says, or use rubber gloves. Um, I washed my hands. I had clean hands uh, straight out of the the, the, I said the washing machine. <laughs> straight out of the sink. And then, um, and then you got to bring it together. You got to bring the cheese ball together. It really amazed me. And I know you touched on it. But it really amazed me at how... Cheesy, it looked right from the jump. After you removed it, uh, the curds from the way, so anyway, you got to take it. You've got to take your wedding ring off, and and get in there, grab it. It was a very strange texture, and I am a texture person. I know you are too, Aunt. Uh, it it was a very. It was.
0: Huh. <laughs> it was like a warm. I mean, you said take off your wedding ring and gr- and grab it, and I'm right. starting to sweat out here. So. <laughs>
1: You gotta you gotta it's like a warm and soft it's like it's a weird thing. It's not like any other texture, right?
0: I feel like it's kinda like the warm, like if my belly was super warm.
1: No, there was a firmness there, and this cheese you could just squash your hand right through it. It was very forgiving, very supple.
0: It was a a cheese. The cheese (laughs) The cheese was a very gentle need, if you know what I mean. <laughs> didn't take a lot of coaxing. No.
1: But I have the hiccups. <laughs> oh. But anyway, you had to squeeze out the excess whey. Um, if you didn't, let's just say you took it right out of the, the, the curds out of the way and mushed them together. You're not going to get the finished product you want because it's too wet. You need to dry out you need to literally dry out and make it cheese. Um it was our first time doing this and I think it turned out okay because you know I I wanted to go easy. I'm being serious. I wanted to take it easy with the cheese. I didn't want to over smush it. I didn't want to underdo it. So I was trying to be gentle and then you know like it said in the recipe you 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 begin to to apply more pressure on the cheese ball and then um and Anthony helped by pouring it back into the whey, which is sitting on the stove because we're going to try to make something else with it, um, uh, which we'll get to. But at that point,
0: you know, it's starting to look like cheese, but there's another step, Anthony. So the next step is actually, it's, it's pretty fun. Now, the traditional. And very important. Very important. So the traditional way you would do this is you would take that remaining um, whey. And you would heat that way in the pot, or you can get a different pot. You would heat that to about 170 degrees, and then what you're going to do is you would take the cheese ball, and then you would continuously soak it and then stretch it. Now we didn't, we didn't do that, so we we just use the microwave. It's the easier way. This is our first time. Next time we make it, we're most definitely going to do it the oh, traditional yeah. way. Yeah. Yep. But um
1: we wanted to give ourselves a good chance yeah so in a timely manner yeah so you're
0: going to put it in the microwave and essentially what you're going to do is this is another level of melting so we've already melted some of the way when you or some of the curd when you've formed it into a ball now what this does is it's going to melt it and it's going to firmly homogenize it let's use that word again so essentially what you're going to do is heat it up it took us about a minute and a half but you have a shoddy microwave so
1: well, and, and honestly it might have helped it because sometimes microwaves overdo it and they boil the edges and then leave the middle cold
0: yeah so essentially what you're going to do is a slow burn <laughs> essentially what you're going to do is you're going to heat the cheese up until about 160 degrees fahrenheit and then from there you're going to use a spoon and you're essentially going to need it like you would need any other dough so you would take the spoon now the only reason i say use the spoon is because it is this is very hot
1: I don't know many people that are going to handle 160 degrees. I mean,
0: uh, there's there's, definitely, and solid there's definitely an old Nona that can that can handle definitely. That. But uh, even
1: with my hands that have touched the quesadillas and the and the grill and the everything, it, it, you know, use the spoon. It's not a shameful thing. In fact, it makes it easier.
0: Absolutely. And then as soon as um as soon as you're comfortable using your hands, uh, you're going to kind of fold it into itself as if you would another dough ball or like a pizza dough or, right. you know, we've had those episodes.
1: So I actually I did, a, maybe it didn't affect it, but I did stretch it out with my hands a little bit more like a pizza dough. Mm-hmm. I did stretch it so that you could kind of, it was translucent a little bit. I just wanted to give it a good chance. And then I did the the ball as you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so now what we did is um, we do like a little salt on our on our mozzarella. We don't want it to taste very bland. And any salt you want to add, you don't want to use iodized salt. I don't know why. It's just the recipe said do not use iodized salt. So we use the, the flaky kosher salt. You want to do that as you're pressing the right. the ball first. So before the microwave, while you're squeezing out all that excess whey, um, you're going to add, that's when you're going to salt your curd, and then you can knead it all together. And that um,
1: And that salt actually... It makes sense as to why that was the time, because what happened, as soon as you add the sea salt in or whatever, so you can use the flake salt, uh, whatever it might be, is it, It well, salt removes water from things. So yeah, it's going to continue. It There was a puddle of, wa- of, of whey underneath as soon as I needed it with the salt. Yeah. So it's important to add it before the microwaving, as you said.
0: And then after the microwave, and after you do all of the, you know, the kneading, and you make your cheese ball, then you're just going to put in a bowl of cold water for about ten minutes, and then you can just keep adding ice in. It. It'll it chill the cheese. I mean, it and literally
1: then, looks like when you buy it in the store. If you go get fresh mozzarella, sometimes it's sitting in water. I know it's Stu Leonard's down the
0: hill. Yep, it's in the water. Oh, it's a well. It's technically in the. It's in the way. In but, the way. But still, it's in the way. But still, I mean, it was. It, it, it's great. It's you're making real cheese, and then once. I mean, once it's cold enough for you to like it, you just pat dry with a paper towel, and then you can eat it or you store it in the fridge in some plastic wrap. Or if you want to put it in a deli container with some of that excess whey, you could do that as well, too. Um, right. Just time's... like you buy it at the store, exactly. in the packages. Exactly, exactly. And to be completely honest, I mean, it was this was one of the cooler experiences that I've ever had on Sports and Spaghetti. And and we first off, I want to thank you guys, yeah. because without you, Chris and I would have never had the thought of making cheese um right a lot a lot of it is like the the belief in
1: in us that people have yeah and in ourselves yeah to like keep wanting to do
0: these cool things yeah like 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 we're not chefs or anything but we made cheese and there's going to be people that listen to us talk about making cheese yeah like we did it we We did did it complete
1: team effort might i add on the cheese like yeah like like Sabrina wanted wanted to play with me I, I I managed somehow I juggled that Uncle Doctor went and played with her for <laughs> a little bit uh I'm telling you that was a lot of fun it was something I said to aunt right when we were done I said this is something that I probably never would have done in my whole life I um, never
0: I never would have thought of making cheese no never. And,
1: but it's been on our radar for a little while now yeah and uh and it it went really
0: well and it was a success it was it was the one of the bigger successes that we've made. I I, I would rank that as some of the top tier stuff we've made, uh, alongside the crepes, alongside um, some chicken dishes, alongside the steak. Those I mean, that's... yeah.
1: I mean, I ate it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I I don't know if many people know. I'm not a big fresh mozzarella guy. It's very weird. Um, I like mozzarella on a pizza. I like it, you know, sprinkled whatever chicken parm. Uh. But I don't like when you slice it and you just eat it with a little balsamic or a little caprese. I don't like it.
0: So my wife, but I, uh, I like this. <laughs> my w- mouse number two, uh, my wife Jules. She loves. Uh, she loves fresh mozzarella. So she'll eat the. She'll eat the. Um, the caprese salad. Any oh, know, good. She's good with the tomato. The salt. She likes the, the burrata, right? She does like the burrata. That's gonna be the next. That's the, we we gotta oh, make we burrata gotta next. We gotta try that. Um, but no, it was. I mean, it was great. So I mean, you guys, you're one, you're one episode away from completing the whole puzzle, and you guys will find out soon. But we have the fresh mozzarella. You, we've had a thousand pasta, fresh pasta episodes. We've made fresh marinade. You, you, never know what's coming next, and it's going to be completely homemade, and it's going to be great. And you guys are going to collect them all. You, That's you, right. This is this is the holy. It's not a trinity because there's four. Uh, the holy quad, I guess holy quadriceps um you know what
1: i would love if somebody tells me that they cooked one of the things that they heard us cook
0: yeah that's i mean i've gotten a lot of good feedback from you guys but i haven't had anybody try a recipe and that's another thing too if you guys have instagrams follow us on instagram make a recipe tag us in it i mean and we're i mean chris and i not so much chris but i handle this instagram i'm available pretty much all day you know, if yeah, you guys I'm wa- not I'm, no. I'm not really available. If, if you guys want a specific re- recipe or something like that and we didn't clear it out or we weren't clear enough on the episode, shoot us a DM and and I'll be more than happy yeah. to share the recipe and you guys can share the uh share the results and stuff like that and we'll be super happy. But like I said, man, we made cheese today.
1: We made
0: cheese. <laughs> we- it still started in shock. as yeah. milk yeah. and
1: and it ended up on our plates as
0: mozzarella. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you guys. I, so I, I have to, I have to allude to something. You guys aren't going to get the full of what we made tonight, because that's going to be an episode when we don't cook. Because oh boy, was it good. Um, but today's the cheese episode. It's today's the cheese episode. Today is the cheese episode yeah. because, listen, man, we made cheese. We made cheese, and listen, it wasn't as hard. It wasn't as hard as you guys think it was. It wasn't as hard as we thought it was going to be. So no, and and actually. I have to
1: be honest with you. So my buddy Dave at, uh, at Whole Foods today, um, I'm going to make him listen right around the 21-minute mark. My buddy Dave at Whole Foods today goes, you know, and, and he would appreciate this, he goes, you know, I've heard people make it with vinegar and it didn't work out. And I'm like, you know what, Dave, we'll see what happens, okay? Dave's, Dave's a bust. He, he likes to, to bust uh, bust his stones a little bit. Uh, and he's a good dude. But anyway, uh, it, it did pan out. It, it was a out.
0: it was a smashing success. It panned out very well. It panned out very very well. And Dave, I met you briefly today. Suck on that, Dave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's allowed. Okay, I'll allow
0: it. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Uh, thank you, man. You were cool. I like meeting you today for, for two seconds. But nonetheless, we made cheese. Um, give it a shot. I mean, it's really guys. It's really not as hard it's not as you hard think to it is. Do. The, the looking at the recipe, we were a little, right at the beginning, we were a little yeah. afraid because the, the verbiage, I guess, was a little tough. But
1: as, as the janitor at the old custodian at Park Avenue would say, put this away, put it this way. I could make this, and, I, and I'm me, and I have as much going on as I do. If I can do it with no time, I have a half day today and the rest of the week. I'm so psyched. But if you have no time like me and I made this, then you could make it. It literally takes the amount of time it takes to make dinner. Sincerely, no, it really
0: does. And, and I mean, it's, it's something to the fact of, let's say, you can go to a farmer's market and you can buy three or four gallons of milk. You can buy the mozzarella and you're good for, I mean, you're solid for two weeks in the fridge. Yeah, or so, you just
1: make one ball of it and you make pizza one night.
0: Yeah, like shock your family. Yeah, put it out on a nice spread. That's that's the thing too. Is is you're gonna get a lot more. Listen, if you need a date, <laughs> get it done. <laughs>
1: oh, dear. you're you're good. You, I know you got somebody coming over. You want to make some fresh mozzarella? This you made this?
0: Don't worry, baby. I made the cheese made just the cheese. for you. It's
1: the homemade cheese. I got a little bit of the balsamic
0: glaze too. Glaze it up. Nonetheless, we made cheese. That's the food portion. Thanks for sticking with us. That's a one of the longer food portions we've had. But this is going to be a good episode, boys. Boys, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> he was in. He was <laughs> in it there. I wasn't. You were. It. Wow, you were in there. I was in it. But you know what we're going to get into now? We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the eh. Right after this break. We're back, and the Cozy Coop says hello. Um, cozy uh, Coop got a little tan. The Cozy <laughs> Coop did get a It looks clean for some reason. Did you clean the coop today? <laughs> no. She looks like a pearl white. Nonetheless, we're back uh, after you just heard it. Chris, that was a beautifully red ad, Chris. Don't you think? It was fabulous. It was a beautifully red ad. I mean, it was me. Oh, it was you. Um, but guess what else is you? In no particular order is also Chris Walker. This is the good. This is the bad. This is the eh. This is in no particular order with Mr. Chris Walker. Take it away.
1: And this is going to be a good for the ages. Okay. This is going to be a good for the ages. I've got a double good, uh, which is always nice. Um, I'm going to do the good at the end, though, because uh, that's on a more personal note. And then we're going to touch on the personal aspect of life. But this
0: is also in no particular order. So it's okay that you do. Yeah, I'm going to do the good last.
1: Um, All right. Hot off the presses, though. And by hot, I mean Tuesday afternoon, hot off the presses. I was leaving school today. I was leaving work early (laughs) because it's hot out. That's right. It's hot out, so we got to go home early. Imagine that. (laughs) 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 My mom gets a kick out of this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I sent her a picture of it. And, and and she had a few choice words. None of which I disagree with, by the way, but I, I that's why I send it to her because it just ramps her up and I love that.
0: Chris, before you get started, I do I just got a note uh, notification. Um Terry Francona is retiring after this season. Wow. He has announced it. Oh, is there a sad of the week? That could be a sad of oh, the week. Oh no. We love we oh, love, we love Tito. We love Tito. But- you know, he
1: was a guy. Even when he was the Red Sox manager, I never hated the guy.
0: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really do it. No, nobody hates Tito.
1: Anyway, the eh, hot off the press is Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee at practice. And his status for—why did I say game two? I, I wrote—it's uh, no game two. His status for Thursday's game is unsure. So in even more hot off the presses news, as in this evening while we were making cheese um, and dinner— was that it appears that his ACL is intact, which is great news um, for the best tight end in the game. Um, And there will be more evaluations tomorrow when you hear this so Wednesday uh, as to his status for Game 1. But if Kelsey was not playing, that's a big hit.
0: That's a massive hit. Especially, I mean, especially with, obviously, no Miko Hardman, no Tyreek Hill. We'll get into some NFL talk a little later on, but... I mean, this is the second worst thing to happen to Travis Kelsey since he shaved his beard. Because oh, oh boy, Travi, that mustache was not it for you. No,
1: and thirty-three years old, you know, your your body's not going to get any better with age. Especially, I'm not saying thirty-three is old by any stretch, but when you're a tight end and you take as many hits as you know as he does, and you have to make hitting plays, so it takes a toll. But in any event, that's the eh. And I, you know, I like the guy. I like him as a player. Uh he was one of the big factors of my fantasy teams last year. Not on any of them this year, interestingly. But anyway, that's the uh, The bad. We're talking about fantasy. See how I do that? Um I got a problem, yeah. It's always a problem I have. What's your problem, Chris? And you told me that you understood why this happens. I don't care what you say. I'm in love with you. No. When people they try to pull me out. I'm away. glad you got it. People that draft a quarterback in the first round of a fantasy football draft, are you kidding me? You, I don't care how highly regarded a quarterback is. Why would you draft a quarterback in the first round? And I'm looking not at the eight-man league that I'm in. I'm looking at the 12-man league that I'm in, where the quarterbacks are not given more priority with regards to points. I'm talking a league where the quarterback's projected to score 13.8 points in a game not 40, 13.8 points in a game. And who goes first?
0: Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts.
1: Jalen Hurts goes first in this draft. I'm in 12 men. Jalen Hurts goes first. Lamar Jackson goes second.
0: Come on. No, See, I get it, but we've talked about it. With the league, Chris and I are in. You guys are going to get the whole rundown after week one just because we got a lot to talk about. So you guys are going to get the rundown afterwards about the league Chris and I are in. But we prioritize. We're in a 10 man league. Nope, we're in an eight man league. We're in an eight man man league, league, a double quarterback, eight, excuse me, double quarterback, eight man league. But we're not standard scoring. The quarterbacks do get a little bit more. So, I mean, I think like Mahomes is projected like 38 points. So it's like, whatever. I mean, no, drive somebody else. It drives me crazy when
1: people pick a QB first round. Nuts almost as bad as when I picked Steven Koskowski in the fifth round my first time in a fantasy.
0: <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing, Chris. That's embarrassing. And my
1: friends never let me live it down. So what I would do, uh for the as long as he was still a player is I would draft him really early on purpose just to make them mad at me.
0: So that's kind of the uh that's kind of the hahas of your fantasy football league.
1: Yeah. That's the ha ha's. That's fun. Um one of my friends, uh, Travis, would always pick Aaron Hernandez as well. Um, post <laughs> <Mordom>. <laughs> it's terrible. He was still available on ESPN.
0: Well, Henry Ruggs is still available on Sleeper. <laughs> Shout out to Demersky for drafting <laughs> Henry Ruggs this year with his last overall pick.
1: Oh, what, what, three to ten years he's got on on his name now? <laughs> I think it's three to ten. Three yeah. to ten years. <laughs>
0: It's he was fast, man. <laughs> he, was, he
1: was quick indeed. <laughs> Alright, ready? Here come the good. The first good is that 92,003 fans filled the stands at Nebraska's women's volleyball game.
0: I'm so glad you're talking about this. I'm oh, so this glad you so
1: And yes, women's sports deserves to be talked about more, and I'm happy that they're my good this week uh, in sports news. It broke the world record for a women's sporting event. Now, there was an unofficial record at, oh, I forget the year, at the Mexico City Women's World Cup. It was around 20 years ago, I want to say. The unofficial report was that there were 110,000 people there, I believe. Um, But that was unsubstantiated. Uh, This is the actual world record. The Huskers would win in three straight sets, uh, by the way, in that game, um, in that match. Dude.
0: The place was electric. It was like a college football game. Well that's the thing is Nebraska the Nebraska football team, they've been um obviously they've not been that great since Bo Pelini left. Yeah. They've been mid lane since Bo Pelini left, since Ndamukong and Sue left. But let me get the actual streak here. Um I should have been more prepared. Okay. Nonetheless, we can vamp. Um so the Nebraska they've they play at uh memorial stadium which is in lincoln nebraska and they have sold out every single home game since 1962 so no matter how middling no matter how good no matter how bad the husker fans i mean they shout out will compton husker fans they 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 come out they they do the damn thing and just to see how they came out for granted yes they are the best women's volleyball team in the country but seeing how they came out in droves for an outdoor—I mean, it was a rock concert. It, it really was. Oh it was my god! A, it, was it was a concert. It was unbelievable. Ninety-two
1: thousand fans. It
0: was unbelievable. It was for, it was cool to watch
1: for any college event, men's or women's, is incredible to do, but ninety-two thousand for a women's for a volleyball game. It's just incredible. Um, you'd love to see it. It's so great for women's sports. I forget who said it, Aunt, but one of the girls or the coach or somebody said, "I'm so excited that my that that a little girl will look at this one day and say, "Wow, we girls played in front of ninety two thousand people, and it was volleyball, and maybe it'll make somebody want to play our sport. I forget yeah. who said it. It was just a great thing to say. That's awesome. Uh
0: oh, it's just so great for sports."
1: In and general. especially women's sports. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look, you, there are more people watching college women's volleyball than the Oakland Athletics. Let's put yeah, that. Dude, I mean, than a lot of other teams. Let's put the exactly than a lot of professional
1: sports teams. Let's like, be honest, guys.
0: I don't know if if you haven't seen this, they converted the football stadium to a volleyball stadium. I would say court. It is a volley. It was a stadium. Do you know how at concerts they do with the in the round? Yeah. Where there's fans all over. That is how it was set up and it was packed to the gills. Oh,
1: it was there was no empty seats. And the walkout with the band was there. Yep. The yep. band was all lining the stands. It was incredible. It was it was like a college game day. Honestly, it shout was out College. Shout, game out, day. shout out Husker. Shout yeah. out Husker Nation. Yes. Okay. Now the now the I'm not gonna say the real good news because this that was incredibly good news.
0: The good news for us,
1: we'll The good say. news for us, on a personal note, is if you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, you know that Joe Gatto took a leave. Uh, he said he's done with the Jokers, and he was uh, separating from his wife, Bessie. I like that name. That's a cute name. That was uh,
0: my great-grandmother's name. That's a nice name. Um, anyway. My great-great-grandmother's name. I'm sorry. Well, her, like, her real name was Vasiliki. But when she came through Ellis oh, Island, hello, they were like Greek. they were like, Yeah, we can't say that, so your name's Bessie now. Continue okay. though. Anyway, that might have happened to others.
1: Um, so they separated and um well I wanna say a little over two years have gone by and uh and they just made a post uh and they're they're uh reportedly getting back uh together. And that is just amazing. I love when stuff like this happens. I hate seeing People that I like, whether it's celebrities or friends, it could be anything, when relationships don't work out, it always upsets me. Even if it was for good or or bad, whatever, it always upsets me. It made me so happy to read this the other day uh, that I really wanted to share it. Um, just congrats to them to, to for working through stuff.
0: Absolutely. And if you know Chris and I, which most of you do, you know that the impractical jokers, um, I mean, we Myrm not so much. We'll we'll tag you on <laughs> this, um, but uh, especially Sal Volcano and, and Joe Gatto. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, they're they're very. I don't want to say special to our friendship, oh, but they're oh, very they're special. They're an important
1: part of our friendship they're a very and our integral lives.
0: Part of our friendship and our lives. And this show, to be honest, the too, show is a big honestly. is an important part of my life. No, I'm saying their show had an impact on Sports and Spaghetti. Oh, absolutely. Like Do you know how they, many
1: Things we drop from that show oh, on a, absolutely. A, a daily basis. I mean, your name is Uncle Dr. Shrimp <laughs> Puerto Rico. That's what my daughter calls you. Yeah, yeah, she does. I think <laughs> you're Uncle Dr., okay? So, um, no, th- I just love that. And I would, in a perfect world, he would come back to the Jokers. Um, I don't know what the plans are for that. This is not a rumor mill here. Well, at least for, for pop culture and shows. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see that, uh, and shout out to the Gattos. I'm sure the kids are absolutely ecstatic.
0: And Mishkeen, Mishkeen is probably ecstatic. Daddy's home.
1: Well, well Mishkeen oh, is smiling down. The, okay. He's smiling down. Is
0: mm-hmm. Cannoli still there? Cannoli, please.
1: Uh, <laughs> see? see? <laughs> there it is. Um, I say that so many times. I say, Sabrina, please. And it's always with cannoli, please, in my
0: head. Uh I think cannoli's still there. I could be wrong. Who knows? But anyway. Um All I know is he, at one point, had multiple Bichon Frises and a wife that spent money <laughs> like it was coming out of his metaphorical wiener.
1: I love it. All right, and Oh, don't, 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 don't. You settle down now. Simmer down. Uh So, continuing on the personal notes, we've got... I've got a story. I'm gonna throw it over to Ant in a second, but we, but I gotta, I gotta tee him up. So uh, we're texting the other day, and um, and we're we're, we're thinking about the, these new things and fun things for the show, and and he's and he's telling me a story about uh, who is it? Your grandmother?
0: So it is my it is my grandmother's mother. So okay. my great grandmother.
1: So he's telling me about this thing. He's telling me about this this rent thing. I'm like. Well,
0: what are you doing so just tell the people so for those of you who know me one of my since i was a kid one of my famous phrases my mom my dad will laugh at that is this is you want to make a bet so that was oh, always oh. my that was always my thing and my my mother if you guys remember there used to be a commercial like a gambling addiction commercial early 2000s and it was a kid and and it was like a, a perfect family setting and all you see the next thing you see is the TV come crashing through the kid's window. Do you remember that commercial? And he used to like beat the hell out of it with a baseball bat because he would lose sports bets. My mom always said that was going to be me. Well, listen, 25 years later, I hope I didn't disappoint you, mom. So we always like to make the joke as well. That gambling is in my blood. So we have a little bit of a story like family wise. Uh, my, my great grandmother, my, my, my grandmother's mother, um, she used to uh, she used to take rent money that my great grandfather had given her, and she used to go to the the horse tracks, <laughs> and, she, and she used to bet on the ponies. So <laughs> she so she used to bet That's on the so ponies. So old fashioned. Oh, it is. It's she would, She would take the cash and she'd go bet on the ponies. So wait a
1: minute. So your great grandfather.
0: Would give her money? Would give her the rent money, say, go pay, you know, go pay whoever you have to go pay, go down. Oh, the I understand. So he would give her the money to go pay <laughs> and she would take it to the tracks. <laughs> That's amazing. And she would turn it around. So in 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 spirit of my of my late great grandmother, uh we've we'd like to introduce a new segment what was to her you. Name? Um her name was Evelyn. So it was uh they called her Evie. So it is my my grandmother's mother, mm-hmm. James and Evelyn. Um, but we'd like to introduce a new segment. Um, it's in my blood, baby. We're going to be calling it Bet the Rent here. Bet the Rent. So every week we're going to give you some some you know some sports betting advice and listen, man. It I, might be Chris. <laughs> it might be Aunt. I don't have man. Me- by no means are we professionals. Um, but these are just some these are just some of the bets and you throw the rent on it. So, throw let's the st- rent. so let's get so let's get started. It's rent week
1: for me. <laughs> Just throw it's, the rent. It's almost rent throw the week. Throw a paycheck
0: at it. So let's let's get started here. We're gonna start you off with four straight NFL bets, and then I'm gonna give you. I cooked up a college football parlay for you. If you if you feel like getting adventurous, are we allowed to, to give that advice? I don't see why not. Oh, okay. I mean, this is by no means advice, but this is what I would do. You know, if yeah. I had if I had the extra rent money laying around, right. if, if James you handed know, if me a envelope, three
1: hundred. Three to bet on the Sabres. You know, that's what you would do.
0: All right, so the first one, I'm absolutely hammering. 49ers minus two and a half at the Steelers. There's not a chance that they don't win, and that there's not a chance they don't win by at least three. I'm sorry, Brock Purdy, He's not. he's not the greatest quarterback, but his supporting cast gets the job done. Next. This is going to be funny because this is it's it's some home cooking. Oh, I'm taking God. I'm taking Panthers plus three and a half against the Falcons. <laughs> this I is think
1: a, it's this is a homer bet. Okay. I think
0: it's I think it's going to be a good bet. I don't I don't think where Desmond Ritter has the juice. I don't think the Falcons defense is all that great, and I think this is going to be a turnaround season for the it, Panthers. The I think I think the Panthers went. It's Cone. I think the Panthers went outright, but uh, I think you take him at that plus three and a half. The next pick, I don't even know why this is. The next two, I don't even know why these are the lines. The next one, you're oh, taking the, the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals and Joey. Brr, you're going to take him uh, and them, minus two and a half against Cleveland and uh, Bill, Bill Watson, Bill Deshaun Cosby, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, you're going to take him minus two and a half. You're going to take the... <laughs> You're gonna take the you're gonna take the Bengals minus two and a half against the Browns. Uh the Bengals are at home, so there's gonna be there's gonna be that but I just don't think oh. I don't think you know Miles Garrett is only one person on that defense. I don't think he shuts down Joey Burr. Next up I, listen, <laughs> we're gonna talk about
1: Joey Burr Good.
0: Next up, I mean we got the we got the the Brady jersey retirement, the Brady retirement with the, the Patriots uh it's all that's all fun and dandy, but the Eagles minus three and a half is gonna ruin that party because the Eagles are I mean, they're they're looking to make a run. They lost in the Super Bowl last year to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh I think they're gonna make another run towards the Super Bowl. Uh Jalen Hurts is gonna have a turnaround season. He's gonna be great. You're taking the Eagles minus three and a half against the Patriots Anthony, all day. Well we, day long. When we now next week, we're gonna have to see how you did. Oh yeah, this is this this episode. We're gonna keep track of my record. We're gonna uh-huh. see if I win or lose. Oh and yeah, then... and
1: and when hockey comes around, that's when your boy is gonna give you some really bad advice. Oh yeah, it. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you if you hear me say Islanders minus something, do not do it. <laughs> It's a trap. So <laughs> it's just it's just for my own mental state. So if we're feeling a
0: little zesty here, yeah. let's take this college football parlay. I want to hear
1: about this parlay.
0: I got Colorado minus two and a half against Nebraska. Colorado came out in prime. They beat the they beat the ever living out of TCU. Yep. I mean, De- Deion Sanders said Texas Christian. I'm a Baptist baby, and he hung five hundred <laughs> points on him. So I'm taking Colorado at Nebraska minus two and a half um nebraska they, they lost another heartbreaker get who would have guessed um they lost a heartbreaker on a last second field goal to minnesota to a freshman kicker after throwing an interception not driving kicker. not the kicker so i'm taking colorado minus two and a half the next game i'm parlaying with that is utah minus six and a half against baylor baylor is now out there starting quarterback and utah beat the brakes off of florida um that SEC bias coming through again. Utah's a good team. They play a lot of defense. Baylor's without a quarterback. They're going to cover by seven. Next up, we got Iowa versus Iowa State. I'm taking the under on this. It's 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 at Iowa State. I don't. I mean, these two teams are not known for their scoring. No, the under is thirty six and a half. This could very well be a seven to three game. Yeah, I don't see it. And then this is the one where this is the parlay buster. I think if if there is. To be a parlay, to be busted. You know, I'm sorry. The right earbud always falls out of my ear too. I think it's because the canal's a little more thin on that side. The, it doesn't even matter with the AirPods too. It does that. Anyway. I just I got to find my I got to find my Beats wire because I have the wire, but it doesn't go into my Beats. Nonetheless, the parlay buster here is going to be Texas plus seven at Alabama. If you guys remember last year, it was a very very close game. Week one, Texas at Alabama. Quinn Ewers went down. Alabama, they had a good week. I mean, they beat the brakes off of a team that shouldn't be playing Alabama week one, but they're playing Alabama week one. Texas struggled a little bit against Rice. I think that's just some growing pains. I think Quinn Ewers is going to come back. I think with that seven spot, it's going to be a closer game than you think. I think Texas might take the win, even though it is in Tuscaloosa. Um, Who knows? I'm thinking Texas. Uh, Shout out Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. So... One more time, that college football parlay is going to be Colorado minus two and a half at Nebraska, Utah minus six and a half at Baylor, the under on the Iowa-Iowa State game, and Texas plus seven at Alabama. Bet the rent. Bet the rent. I like that. I like that. So that's going to take us, that's going to take, we'll, we'll see how I do next week. Wow. We'll see how I do next week. That's going to take us to, oh boy, it's time. If you guys remember my my <laughs> baseball predictions, which we'll go over closer to the playoffs, um, or when the playoffs start, we'll see how I did. But it's time for football season. And Let's oh boy, do it. Oh boy, do we want to start with mine or do we want to start with yours? Let's
1: we'll start with mine. Okay, start with mine because because yours are a little bit more. Um, I don't know how to how to say this. They're a little bit <laughs> probably more educated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> All right. I like that. So uh, we're going to be giving you our NFL predictions um, for the 2023-24 season. Um, I don't want to waste everybody's time with my picks. uh, So I'm just going to tell you who I have uh, winning the division uh, and and the playoffs and how they're going to pan out. Um, And then Ant can dive more into this. I think that's a fair thing to do given his
0: extensive
1: knowledge of Football and his playing career versus my
0: broadcasting. Ain't career. much of a career. My career is just as long as yours, pal. Well, yeah. Uh, well, in high school, I didn't play a snap. I got two. I got two practice reps in college before my knee decided to explode, and then I joined you in the box. That's true. All right. So, all right. <laughs> what happened? <coughs> wrong pipe <laughs> oh boy this house water is out to get me it effervesced out my nose earlier. now
1: <laughs> it, it is it is it's Hal's. it's very bubbly okay <laughs> all right how about the afc east um i have the bills and the jets sharing the lead in this division at 10 and 7 apiece um the bills get the division spot and the jets get the wild card there um yeah i listen i i said to ann i said i want to be a jets fan i don't have an nfl team i want to be a jets fan uh but they're not good enough i love their jerseys i I've, I've, we've talked about that before yeah uh I also have the I know I'm not going to do this for all of them. I have the Dolphins and Patriots at 9 and 8. That might be ridiculous. Um it's just how it it just how it shook out. You have wait till Anthony tells you where he has the Patriots finishing the season. What a mess. You got to be out of your mind. Anyway, the AFC North. Um I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the division at 10 and 7. I have Cincinnati just missing it at 9 and 8. Um I have the Browns three and three and fourteen this season, and zero and six divisionally. Uh, What about the Steelers? Well, the seven and ten. I said I wasn't going to list every team. Oh, okay. Well, you did almost
0: every team for them anyway.
1: Where's the rest of them? Oh, I just wanted to make. I want to see yours as I as I say them.
0: Yeah, I went four and four, so you could you can take those. Oh, you did all the AFC. Okay,
1: Uh, that's what I wanted to do. Um, So for the AFC West. I have the Chiefs winning that uh, division with a record of 15 and two, um, Broncos nine and eight, Chargers uh, seven and ten, uh, and the Raiders. I have having a bad season at three and fourteen. Terrible season for the Raiders incoming. Uh, they're they're not good. I don't think. I don't think they're good enough. I don't. Uh, no! I don't think they're good. enough. That's my opinion, Anthony. I don't like the faces they're making. It looks just like me. When you're disagree, when I'm disagreeing with you, I'm not a fan. Okay, this is where- <laughs> this is where <laughs> we have. And listen, I had to pick the winner of every game, and it's ju- <laughs> just how it shook out. So don't make fun of me, okay? <laughs> the Colts winning the division, and I, I don't even want to say the record: <laughs> thirteen and four. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's so wrong. I didn't mean to hit that. I'm sorry. It's so, <laughs> it's so wrong. It's it's obviously shouldn't be this way. Um, I want the Jaguars. I have the Jaguars winning, just not on this for some reason. I uh, have the Jaguars at 11 and 6. I don't know why I picked the Colts to win so many of their games. Um, it was a mistake. But anyway, I have the Colts winning the division. Uh, Tennessee 10 and 7, and then Texas uh 5 and 12. Uh, I think that might be a little bit generous as I'm looking. I think this whole division I screwed up. Um, (laughs) I think Texas might only win three uh, or less. Uh, I haven't even seen. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's believable. Uh, And then moving over to the NFC. uh, Oh, I don't have an MVP or anything. That's all you. Uh, Moving over to the NFC. Let's start in the NFC East. Uh, I have the Eagles winning the division at 13 and 3. I think they might win 15, 14 games, but again, I, I had them losing three. I don't like the Eagles. Uh, so I think that I might have been like, ha, you lose this week. Remember, it's just me. Um, I have the Cowboys in second. Um in that division, finishing eleven and six. Um I have the Giants in third at ten and seven. I think that was generous. I think that was generous. I'm not a Giants fan. I think the Giants. And Anthony and I talked about this before.
0: Oh, you'll I, hear about the Giants. Soon. I
1: think the Giants might go eight and nine, nine, or nine and eight. Uh, but I don't think they're as good. And then, and then you're gonna. I had to do it because if you're if you follow me at WXCI, I did this once a year. I had to have one tie. Um, <laughs> Washington at three thirteen and one. Um. And I'll get to who they tie uh, later. Um, I don't think there's too many disagreements there. I know the Giants' wins were high uh, for you. Washington I, had the tie last year too. They tied the Giants. They yes, they did. Okay. Um, the NFC West. Let's go to they're just next on my list. Uh, San Francisco <laughs> I have Fran- San Francisco at thirteen and four. Oh look at that! I have LA ten and seven, which is wrong they're a bad team they're a bad football I think this might be um I think this might be one of the worst divisions in football uh I have the Cardinals at 5 and 12 I think that's generous I'm not just because I'm looking at your list I think 5 is generous and I have the Seahawks 4 12 and 1 it's just how it worked out it's just the numbers have. It's just the numbers. Um <laughs> it's so bad. NFC South. I have the Falcons winning the division 12 and 5. I think that's too many. Um the Panthers finishing 9 and 8. Uh I think I think yours is too I think nine and eight's a good place for the Panthers. That I had an That was like a calculated, educated thing I did with them because I don't think. I don't think they're better than nine and eight. Um, I have the Saints at six and eleven, and I have the Bucks at uh, at a too generous five and twelve. Um, I think the Buccaneers are a very bad team this year, uh, a very bad team indeed. And then finally, the, N- <laughs> <laughs> the NFC North, I kind of have uh, backwards a little bit somehow i have green bay who has nobody winning the division at 10 and 7 they're not winning 10 games at all.
0: i know <laughs> They're not winning I, 10. i'm aware
1: um the lions at 7 and 10 i uh, but somehow 5 and 1 in their division um uh the vikings at 6 and 10 uh, i think that i think you're right on yours and then dub the bears uh at six and eleven. I think that might be the most accurate pick in that division. But uh anyway, uh this was my this was my choice. It was my choice.
0: Let's hear these playoffs. Chris, Shh. actually uh, scroll down. There's a bracket. Keep scrolling. A bracket? Yep. Here we go. The
1: bracket. I have <laughs> I have the Bills versus the Jets in the I have the Jets winning that game. I don't think that's unbelievable. No, I don't think. Um I I uh I have Colts, Titans, and the Colts winning. That was my choice. Uh that was a stupid thing. I think I have Ravens, Jaguars, I have the Ravens winning. Uh Packers, Cowboys, I have the Cowboys winning. Um 49ers, Giants, I have the Niners winning. Don't you dare think I'm gonna pick the Giants to win anything. Uh Falcons, Rams, I have Falcons winning. The Rams should not be anywhere near that. Uh, And then I have the Chiefs beating the Jets, Ravens beating the Colts, Eagles beating the Cowboys, Niners beating the Falcons, um, the Ravens beating the Chiefs, the Eagles beating the Niners, and I have the Eagles as your NFL champions. So
0: you have the Eagles Eagles over Ravens as your Super Bowl prediction.
1: Right. And so at the end of it all, it doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't sound that horrifying at the very end.
0: No. I mean,
1: at the very end it doesn't sound horrifying okay, there okay, are there okay. are some steps along the way that are pretty questionable and should question my abilities to be on this pod um
0: it's okay we're just getting you back into football we'll do i mean if you want right. to laugh we can do my hockey one. Oh, we can we'll go back your, and listen yeah, to my hockey ones we do the same ones, thing
1: yeah. all right anyway anthony the real let, let, let allow me to in, reintroduce uh, the the main event here Th- that was just the opening act it's time for the, the it's time for the main event. Anthony, take it away.
0: All right. Let's get started here. We'll go AFC to NFC like Chris Walker did. I'm going to go north, south, east, west because we've got tattoos on our chest except for Larry. You know what that's from. I, yeah, It's from uh Fairly out yeah. Um. Okay. AFC North. Very good parents. AFC North. I have the Baltimore Ravens going 14-3. They're going to be your division winners. I think they did a lot of retooling. I think Odell is going to have – Somewhat of a resurgence, he is in his thirties. one of my team. Um, I think he's gonna have somewhat of a resurgence, but as long as these guys can stay healthy, their defense is always great. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Lamar puts it together. That running game is, you know, becomes more of a thing. You have Rashad Bate. you have Zay Flowers, you have Mark Andrews. I think they're a very good team. And the AFC North always, you know, they beat the hell out of each other. Next up, I have the uh, Cincinnati Bengals coming in at 13-4. Again. I think Joe Burrow is I mean you'll hear you'll hear about him later. That's I the only thing keeping them back from being the top team in this division honestly is their O-line and we'll see how that plays out this year. I mean Joe Burrow he dragged a terrible O-line to the Super Bowl against the against the Rams. But uh we'll see their O-line and their secondary. They did lose both safeties and uh Eli Apple as well. So they lost Von Bell um as well as oh, he's on the he's on the Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Eli, uh, Eli Apple. They lost those guys. Those are key cogs in that secondary. Next up, I have the Steelers at ten and seven. It's a Mike Tomlin team. Um, you hope to get a full season out of J, uh, T.J. Watt. You hope to get a full season out of Casey Hayward, and we want to see the strides that um, Kenny Pickett makes. Najee Harris should have a bounce back year. They rebuilt that O line. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to be just outside that wild card spot. And then I have uh, the Browns at seven and ten. Uh, nothing really excites me. They have Nick Chubb. They have Amari Cooper. They have Deshaun Watson. But I just don't. They're they're that team where they could. I, I think it's just because we're so sick of always hearing how good the Browns are going to be. Yeah. It's every every year was the Browns won the off season and then they would have two wins and then so I think that's kind of. A little bit of uh, a little bit of the reason why I'm undervaluing them. So the two playoff teams. Remember when the Browns
1: won their first game and how long? And they gave everybody free Bud
0: Light. I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> um, so I do have the Ravens and the Bengals both making the playoffs out of the AFC North. Now swinging it down to the AFC South, I have. Let's go bottom to top for this one. I have the Houston Texans at two at fifteen, two and fifteen. Yes, they brought in CJ Stroud. They're going to get John Mechie back. They're going to have Tank Dell. Um, they have new head coach D'Amico Ryans. But I think they're more than I think they're more than just a quarterback away. And I think they know that. And I think that's why they brought in Will Anderson. They have some good building blocks, but I do think they're going to need some more help. Next up, I have the Indianapolis Colts not winning the division. I have them going three and fourteen. Uh, <laughs> now, I have no, the Colts. Take it easy. I have them winning three games. I think it's going to be a very similar situation. To uh, Justin Fields and the Bears last year with Anthony Richardson, I think he's going to have to carry the load a lot yeah. um, because Jonathan Taylor has now said, hey, I'm not going to – I won't play till week seven because you guys don't value me, which is get your bag, JT. I'm okay with that. You're 23 years old and you're one of the best running backs in the league. Um, but their offensive line, aside from Quentin Nelson, it's been in shambles recently. Um, they They don't have many – Good wide, res- I mean, they're wide receivers. They have Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. He was uh, solid for them last year. They're going to have uh, Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. He's pretty good, um, but I just don't think they have the offensive juice, and I think their defense is going to give up a lot. Um, Darius Leonard is back, but I don't, I don't see them having much more than that. Next up, I have the Titans at nine and eight, and it's so, so hard for me to put them at nine and eight and not making the playoffs, just because it's a, it's a Mike Vrabel coach team. They're always going to play great defense. They're always going to run the ball. They have DeAndre Hopkins coming in. Um, I just don't – I don't think Tannehill has the juice to get it done. I'd love to be proven wrong because, as everybody knows, my love for Taylor Luan, they are my quote-unquote secondary team, I guess. Mm. I'm going to get flamed in the other group chat for that. But – What do you call him? Dad? Dad. Yeah, yeah Taylor okay. Luan is dad. Yeah. Um, but Titans at 9-8, and eight, like I said, variable is going to play. They're, they're still going to have a winning record. I could see them winning 10 games. I just have them at 9-8 and eight based off the matchups. And then Kings of the Division, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is the year they take the step forward. Um, their lines are going to be a little bit better offensive and defensively. They're getting Calvin Ridley alongside the budding um, Evan Ingram and Evan Ingram and um, I can't think of his name, Christian Kirk having a great season. Um, so I do think... I do think that they're gonna be a lot better. The Jaguars are gonna come in at fourteen and three. They're gonna win that division. Um I, I messed up, but we'll go to the Jets now, so Oh, no, North South. Okay, we're good. Jets, I, I was talking for longer than I thought I was. Um, Patriots, 2-15. Uh, and 15, uh, Mac Jones, eh, I don't think he's the answer. Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott are going to be good in that backfield. It's a Billy B defense, so they're always going to play good defense. I just, I sincerely don't think they have it done. They need a quarterback. They need some receivers. I, I don't think Juju's the answer. Um, they're probably going to win more games. I just have them at 2-15 because it's fun to watch them be bad. Next up, I do have a big jump in division-wise. Uh, I have the Dolphins at 11 and six. Um, their offensive line is going to be a little shoddy. Um, their defense has improved. Let's see the status on Jalen Ramsey, but I mean you can't deny the talent there. You can't deny um, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, a full season out of Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, that was a bad voice crack. I'm glad Chris is now putting Sabrina to bed because I would have been flamed there. But a full season out of uh, Tua Tango-Vailoa, that's going to be, I, I mean, I think it's good. You have a good, decent backfield. Um, but I think they're going to be, I mean, they're going to be airing the ball out. So I have the Dolphins at 11-6. and six. Next up, I do have the Bills, 13-4. and four. Um, The Bills are a good team. They have a great defense. I just think they're very reliant on their passing game. And I think, aside from Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, eh. I don't think there's much there. Um they did draft Dalton Kincaid. They do have um, they do have the oh, I can't remember other tight end, um, Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss. They do have them, James Cook, the running back, Delvin Cook's little brother. I just listen, I think they're gonna get carried by their defense. I think they're gonna get carried by Josh Allen. They're still gonna make the playoffs. I just don't think they have the juice to be that premier top of the top of the league, um, top of the division team. Now speaking of top of the division team, I have the New York Jets. Uncle Mario is going to love this one. I have the New York Jets at fourteen and three, winning that division. Um, listen, they were good last year. They were Zach Wilson was atrocious. They had Joe. They had Joe Flacco starting games. You know Joe Flacco, Baltimore legend. Um, they had Joe Flacco starting games at, at at certain points. I can't even remember. I think Mike White was starting games. Now they're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers. They brought in a whole cast of people back in. They have a full season out of Garrett Wilson. They're getting Brees Hall back. They have Dalvin Cook. They have, I mean, it's just one after the other after the other, and it's just going to be, you know, Tyler Conklin is going to have a breakout year, I think, at tight end. It's just, I mean, it's one after the other, not to mention the already great Jets defense. Quinn and Williams, um, Jermaine Johnson off the edge. You're going to have, obviously, Sauce Gardner back there. They're, they're Listen, this is going to be a very good Jets team. And they're going to win a lot of games. Swinging it over to the AFC West, we're going to have the Broncos at seven and ten. Listen, I think Russ is cooked. Um, I don't. I don't think he has it anymore. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Tim Patrick. Those guys are those are injury magnets. I don't think they. I don't think they do very well. I mean, they're always hurt. Um, their running game is going to be solid, but their lines are they're iffy. Um, they traded Bradley Chubb last year to the Dolphins. So are they rebuilding? Or are they not? They brought in Sean Payton. It's going to be a couple years, 7-10. and 10. Next up, I have the Raiders. I really wanted the Raiders to finish in second. I just think they're a quarterback away. Their offensive line is a little shoddy, but their defense is, is still going to be great, led by Max Crosby. You'll hear about him after. Um, Jimmy G is going to be your starting quarterback. I, Josh Jacobs is great. You still have, you know, you have... Devonte adams but you do lose darren waller you do lose foster morrow um they're they're going to take a step back i think michael mayer is going to have a great season as a tight end in that mcdaniel's offense but i think there's just going to be i don't think they have it at least not this season they need a few more pieces on that defense next up i have the chargers at 10 and 7 i feel like the chargers they have a solid defense derwin james khalil mack um Nick Bo, uh, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, Nick Bo, no, Joey Bosa, yeah, Joey Bosa. Um, they're I mean, they have a solid defense, they have a good front. I just think it's going to take a few more years in that Brandon Staley, uh, that Brandon Staley scheme to get that defense really settled in because es- especially playing in that AFC West, you do have Rush, you do have uh, Devontae and and the Raiders, and you have obviously Patrick Mahomes, but chargers 10 and seven i think they're going to win a lot of games in a shootout fashion and i think I, I just don't think they're going to have the juice to keep it going um and then the afc west i have the kings of the nfl of the chiefs they're going 14 and three um i think they're going to take a step back from last year um but they're still the chiefs it's still andy Reid. it's still patrick mahomes It's still travis kelsey they're going to be a great team um so let's sum that up just nfl um playoffs i'm going to have the jets bills and dolphins making the playoffs Ravens and Bengals making the playoffs, and then Jaguars and Chiefs making the playoffs. Now, as I'm rejoined by Mr. Chris Walker here, you missed a really embarrassing voice crack. It's going to make you <laughs> laugh when you hear it. Oh, it's bad. Um, so, I was putting the, the little lady to bed. The Bam Bean. So uh you, you made it just in time. All I'm right. swinging it over to the NFC. I went through the AFC. All right. NFC, let's start. NFC North, not the Packers. Let's go uh, bottom to top. <laughs> We'll go bottom to top for the NFC. Um, NFC North Packers four and thirteen. Jordan Love is the Aaron Rodgers replacement. Uh, they're always a good team. I just don't think Jordan Love can have the magic that Aaron Rodgers had, and you saw when Rodgers was magic. There was another just one. Just did another I know. one. When Rodgers was magicless, you saw what happened. It was that game in London against the Giants. It was, you know, just dropping a lot of games. I don't think Jordan Love is the answer. Who knows? He might be Rodgers three because Rodgers would be 2.0, because number one is Favre. So yeah. he's the successor 3.0, I guess. Next up, I have the Bears. The Bears, they did have some big splash free agents. They still can sign a lot of free agents. I mean, they have the most cap space left. They brought in DJ Moore. Oh, I miss you, DJ. They brought in DJ Moore. They brought in Deontay Foreman. Um, am trying to think of who else. Tremaine Edmonds to play linebacker. They're the Bears. Um, I just think... He, I don't think Justin Fields is a passer at this point and and you'll see we're switching to a passing league um, or I mean we've already switched to a passing league but Bears eight and nine I think they're gonna have a decent season but like I said there's only so much it's very similar to that Titans Mike Vrabel thing but you can only the quarterbacks can only run for so much, as you'll hear when I talk about the NFC East because that's going to be fun. I'm going to spend a little extra time on them. <laughs> um, next up, I have the Lions at ten and seven. I, I've been saying this is the Lions' division, but at the end of the day, the back end of that secondary, there's a lot of question marks on that defense. There's a lot of question marks on the you know the skill positions. They have Amra, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, they did lose T.J. Hawkinson. They did lose both of their running backs. Um, so they're coming in with Jameer Gibbs, Jared Goff, and, and that supporting cast. I have the Lions going 10-7. and seven. Um, I still think coaching goes a long way, um, and especially with them playing the Packers and the Bears a lot. Um, I think that's going to go a long way as well. And obviously the winners of the NFC North, um, I have the Minnesota Vikings 11-6. and six. Justin Jefferson is the best offensive player in the league, and that's not a quarterback. Um, Kirk Cousins does just enough to get done. And then they did add um, – to replace Adam Thielen, they added Jordan Addison, and I think Addison is going to compliment them great. My question mark is the Alex Madison. Is he ready to be that running back one in place of Dalvin Cook? So that's, I mean, that's my big question. Plus, their defense is gutted. Their defense is very, very bad. It's, they, they lost to the Giants in the playoffs. That's, that's all you really have to say um, about that Minnesota defense. So moving to the south, uh, Buccaneers 1-16. They're a bad team uh they're they have some good defensive stars. They have a great defensive team, but there's no more Tom Brady. There's no more good quarterback play, granted, they still have some solid receivers. Mike Evans might hold out. Mike Evans might request a trade. who knows um buccaneers this is low balling one and sixteen that's that's really all I have to say now, the New Orleans Saints, I have them at seven and ten now. listen, I don't want to hear anything about home cooking. you know I hate the Saints, but and this is a big, but you have to remember the saints got swept by the Panthers last year with Sam Darnold. One of the games, Sam Darnold threw for like 43 yards. He was like three for like 23. It was terrible. And the Panthers still won. Um, I don't think Derek Carr is the answer. You know, they, I think they paid him. I, I was reading something where his stats were almost exactly the same as the conglomerate of quarterbacks they had last season. Um, he's just a lot of money. Um, they're missing Alvin Kamara, who – I mean, Alvin Kamara played – he played a Pro Bowl with an active warrant, which is hilarious to me. So he's going to be suspended for the first four games of this season. Um, Michael Thomas is maybe back if he can stop crying and take the pacifier out. Maybe he'll be able oh to get back gosh. on the field. I can't stand him. What was it, 2019? He had that unbelievable season and then – And nothing, just disappeared. And then, and then he's gone. Well, I, there's, a, there's a funny stat. Brian Robinson got shot and came back before Michael Thomas came back from turf toe.
1: Oh, my God. Hilarious
0: to me. Um, Saints at 7-10. and 10, They have a great defense. I think their offensive line is going to have a lot of holes. Ryan Ramchek is the only solid one left. Um, I think there's a lot of growing that needs to be done. Cesar Ruiz, I think he's overrated at the center. I think he's still the center. Um, there's just a lot of overrated. Personally, I think this, the Saints are very overrated. Next up, I have the Falcons at 9-8. and eight. Uh, narrowly missing the playoffs due to, I guess, a technicality. But Falcons at nine and eight, missing the playoffs. Listen, I don't think Desmond Ritter has it. They, they're, they're an Arthur Smith coach team, which is essentially Mike Vrabel Jr. Um, their defense, they did splash. They brought in Jesse Bates, but. There's not much when it comes to the linebacker room. There's not much when it comes to the pass rusher room. So I think they're going to struggle a little bit on the defensive front. I think they're going to struggle a little bit on the offensive front. But I do think they're the clear-cut number two team in this division. Um, I think Bijan Robinson, Cordero, Patterson, Tyler Algier, those guys are going to shoulder a lot of the a lot of the work behind a good offensive line of you know Caleb McGarry, Chris Lindstrom, Jake Matt, all those guys. Now I'll call it home cooking if you want. Panthers ten and seven. It is home cooking. I don't think it is. If you look at their schedule now, let's dive into the Panthers' schedule because I have it pulled up, be, just because I know everybody's going to call it. Everybody's going to call it home cooking. It is. Okay, I'll go week by week for you here. Week one, I have them beating the Falcons again. Like I said, I don't think the Falcons have the juice. Week two, I have them beating the Saints Monday night at home. We've explained that. So they're two and zero, right? You think Ants home cooking? Blah, I don't blah, even blah, know blah. if
1: they'll be two and zero.
0: They will be. Um, I think they drop a game to the Seahawks. I think they drop a game to the Vikings. I think they drop a game to the Lions. And then I think they drop a game to the Dolphins. And now through six weeks, we're looking at two and four. I think they hit their bye week at week seven. And then I think they go on an absolute tear. I can see them beating the ever-living hell out of the Texans. I can see them beating the Colts. I can see them beating the Bears. Um, I think they run into a little bit of trouble against Dallas. You never know how that game is going to shake out. They could win. They could get blown out. You never know. I have them losing. I have them dropping the game to Tennessee. Um, I just think they're going to get out coached. Frank Wright is a great coach, but I kind of have a little bit of a I have a little bit of a soft spot for Mike Vrabel. He's my favorite coach in the league. Um, but then I have them getting right back on track. I have them beating the Bucks, and then the Saints. Um, I have them beating the Falcons. Then I have them beating the Packers. I have them no. I have them getting embarrassed by the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to beat the hell out of them in week 17. And then week 18, I have them beating the Bucs. So, so yes, you have
1: them finishing 7-2. and
0: two. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at who they play, let's look at those games. They play the Texans, who are going to be awful, the Colts, who are going to be awful, the Bears, who are overrated, Dallas, who's a good team, Tennessee, who's a, a solid team. And then they play the Bucs twice, who are bad. They play the saints who are bad they play the falcons who are middling and then they play the packers who are a bad team i think they're going to finish really strong i think bryce young is going to hit a stride call it home cooking i don't care okay you've explained i've explained all right you backed it up (laughs) all right so (laughs) nfc east time okay let's let's just get right through this commanders three and 14 not a good team sam howell might be a good quarter
1: 13 and one
0: might be it might be a good quarterback we don't know Ron Rivera I loved him when he was the Panthers coach I think it's time for him to to not be the coach of a team anymore I think it's Hang time it for up. him um Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator I think uh there were reports that he was too intense for a lot of the players which is kind of funny to me but I think Bianmi will end up being the coach there, and he'll have his pick of the quarterbacks. Um, so I honestly, I think he'll be. I think they'll be fine in the next year. Okay, let's get this started. I'm going to take a little bit of extra time here because we're. I mean, we're a minute and fifteen in after yeah, the minute, ads 15, and such. Yeah, um, okay. A I have the Giants uh, an hour, an hour. So I have the Giants at seven and ten. Now listen to me here. I'm going to call you out specifically. Okay, I'm going to go full government names. Michael J Bianca. Okay brian e Wykoff, and <laughs> oh, i don't name. i think it's edward um and i'm gonna go uh who else who else oh i have i have heck nick i don't remember your, your middle name nick heckleman those are my three call outs okay the giants are gonna be so they are so overrated you ready for this Chris? you ready for this I, I brought this up their quarterback right now is dan kaepernick Wendy,
1: okay, being as good as they were last year was the worst thing that could have happened to that I've team.
0: I've said this. I've said this because, listen to me. And I said that, we,
1: I've said that before we even started this pod.
0: Listen to me. They, yes, they got better. They needed a center. They got John Michael Schmitz. They needed a wide receiver. They brought in Jalen Hyatt. They needed another skill position. They traded for Darren Waller. Listen to me. Okay. Daniel Jones, again, he's just, he's Colin Kaepernick 2.0. Carried by an elite defense, or elite running back? Check. Saquon Barkley-Frank Gore. Made the playoffs because of a really good defense? Check. Made some big splash plays with his legs? Yep. Check. You know what's going to happen to Dan Jones this season? I don't care about Brian Dable. I don't care about Wink Martindale. I don't care about Ka- who, who... Oh, Brian Mike. Dable. We've got Brian Dable. I don't care about Mike Kafka. I don't care about your coaches. At the end of the day, Daniel Jones once the league adjusts to him and realizes that once they stop his run game they've rendered him useless the giants win seven games and that's me being generous at 7 and 10 okay let's i mean let's play devil's advocate here let me let me look up some stats i'm going to the giants eagles playoff game okay now what did the eagles do the eagles made <laughs> the eagles made massive adjustments and they stopped they stopped Dan Jones scrambling. The Giants lost that game 38 to 7. They were down 28 to nothing at halftime. They put up 7 in the third and then nothing else. Okay. Let's let's look at the stats here. Again, the Eagles adjusted to the Eagles adjusted to to his scrambling. And how do I know that? Because Daniel Jones only ran six times for twenty-four yards. That is an average of four yards a rush. What did they make him do? They forced him to throw the ball. He was fifteen for twenty-seven with a hundred and thirty-five yards and the pick. He was sacked five times. His Chris, you want to know what his quarterback rating was? Tell me. Eleven point seven. Oh
1: dear. what was Jalen Hurts' QBR?
0: 85.2 in that game. Okay. Saquon Barkley ran for 61 yards. Now, I can... Wait, where do you see 85? Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, QBR. I'm sorry, QBR not rating. His QBR was was 11.7. His rating was 53.8. Nonetheless, I understand Richie James. I understand there was Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida, but listen... The Giants are the most overrated team in the NFL right now. I don't think their secondary is good. I don't think their linebackers, linebackers are good. They have an elite defensive line, which we've seen. Okay. They signed Bobby O'Kara I don't care. They drafted Deontay Banks. He was the number one wide receiver, cornerback. In the, I don't care. It was preseason. He was the number one rookie in the preseason. I don't care. The preseason doesn't matter. No. No, the preseason does not matter. I think it's going to be a very hard year for Giants fans because the Giants are going to start off real, real slow, and it's not going to get better. Right? Let's, let's go through the games. The only divisional game I have them winning, I have them getting swept by the Cowboys and by the Eagles and splitting with Washington. You know, I have the Giants lose. I mean, they're losing. They're going to lose to the Cowboys week one. Everybody knows that. They should beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals are a terrible team week two. Week three, they're going to get stomped by San Francisco. Week four, they lose to Seattle. Week five, they lose to um, the Dolphins. Week six, they lose to the Bills. They come back and win at home against Washington week seven. I think they lose to the Jets. I
1: agree. I have them losing to the Jets. I think they
0: lose to the Jets. This is a toss-up, too. I have them on this list. I have them beating the Raiders. I think the Raiders could take them in the game. I do. Um, depending on how strong they come out, okay? I have them losing again to Dallas. I have them losing away to Washington. I have them beating the Patriots. I have them beating the Packers. I have them beating the Saints. And then they lose Philly, They lose to Philly twice, and they beat the Rams. And that's me being generous. There's a lot of games where I think they could lose. I think the Giants go 6-2 and two against losing teams. I think they're 1-8 and eight against winning teams, and I think that's going to be the story of the Giants this year. Back to normal. All right. um next up I have the Cowboys at 10 and seven I think their defense is too good um, your they, voice has been cracking off it's night. been weird I don't know I don't know huh. um Cowboys 10 and seven I think they're gonna be all right um there there's just too there's too much talent on the offense and the defensive side of the ball um and then Phillies 15 and two Philly's the best team in the NFC uh regular season they're they're gonna kill it they're Phil it's they're they are the most stacked team in the NFL they're built the, they're built the best. Howie Roseman did a great job as general manager. Uh, now over to the NFC West. We'll breeze through this. The Cardinals are bad. They're going to have the first overall pick. I think Kyler's on his way out. I think Caleb Williams is on his way in. Simple as that. Next uh, next up, I have oh, one and 16. Sorry. Next, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> fourth fourth place, I have the Rams at two and 15. They're, I mean, they, they sold their soul for that Super Bowl, and I'm glad they did it. I think Aaron Donald hangs it up at this, at the end of the season. I think Matt Stafford hangs it up at the end of the season. I don't think there's. Stetson Bennett's not the answer. I don't think, you know, I don't think Cooper Cup is real good, but aside from that, they got nothing. Nothing. Um, next up. But I have, Cup
1: has, an, has a lot of injury problems. And he's
0: 30 now. He's right. officially 30. You know, he's. I drafted him super high in my, my other, from my paid fantasy league. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, that team has enough depth. I have a good team. That team has enough depth where I think I'll be okay, but. <laughs> It's it's going to be tough to see Cooper Cup, but I think if it's he's on your bench, I think yeah, I think if Cooper Cup comes back, he's going to be. I mean, he's going to lead the league in receptions again. I think he he's the only guy he, they can throw to. Um, who do they got? Tutu two, two Atwell, right. <laughs> Other than that, okay. Next up, I have the Seahawks at nine and eight, very very narrowly beating out the Falcons for that uh, that last wild card spot. And the Seahawks, I just think they're really good. I think they have a great defense. I just I'm not too sold on Geno Smith. Um, I think Geno Smith is going to hold them back a little bit. You never know. I could be eating my words. The Seahawks would be a team where I'd be okay to eat my words on. Um, DK Metcalf is great. Tyler Lockett's great. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to have a great season. Tyler Lockett has
1: been on my fantasy team every year since I can remember.
0: I think he's going to be great, to be honest with you. And then rounding it off, I'm going to have the 49ers at 13-4. and four. Um, they're, I mean, I think they're second to the second to only the Eagles. Let's go quick through my, um, my playoffs here. Playoffs. Let's go quick through my NFL playoffs here. So I have in the, um, in the AFC, we'll go to, we'll start with the wild card round. What do you got a hot date, Chris? Keep checking your watch.
1: No, I'm waiting to see when my, um, when my, when my, when my calories are going to hit the goal i'm very close okay okay so wild (laughs) no watch my mom always asks me that i'm like no i'm just checking my stats
0: wild card round i have the bills beating um the five seed bills beating the four seed ravens i have the six seed Bengals beating the three seed jets and i have the two seed yes i said two seed jaguars beating the seven seed dolphins in the nfc this is definitely home cooking um, I mean we oh, saw stop this. Listen, we saw what happened last time they played, they couldn't stop the run. I have the four seed Panthers beating <sighs> the five seed Lions. Um I have the six I have the six seed Cowboys <laughs> beating the three seed the three seed Vikings and I have the two seed um, Niners beating the seven seed Seahawks. That's my wild card round. Uh, on to the divisional round. I have the two seed Jaguars beating the five seed Bengal or uh, the five seed Bills. Okay, I'm, I'm real high on the Jags this year. You certainly are, and that's all right. And then I think T. Law takes a huge step forward, especially with what he has around him and Doug Peterson and all that. So um, I have the two seed uh, Jaguars beating the five seed uh, Bills, and then I have the six seed Bengals. I have them knocking off. I have them knocking off the, the one seed Chiefs. I, I, they're doing it. They're going to do it this year. I think it's. I think it's the Bengals year again. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's the Bengals year to to run that AFC. Over to the NFC, I have the 49ers beating the hell out of the Panthers. to the, the two seed 49ers being the hell out of the four seed Panthers. Uh I don't think it's going to be close. They're going to they're going to dominate. Um and then I have the one seed Eagles beating the six seed Cowboys. That's pretty much it. So going to the conference championship round, um is the, the bracket. is the bracket. Well, I can read this a little bit easier. Conference championship round. I have the Bengals beating the Jags on the road, and then I have the Niners beating Philly. I think Philly would. Uh, I think the Niners would have beat Philly last year. To be completely honest, if they had a quarterback, I just think it was they had that momentum. Um, so that sets up the Super Bowl, and I have the Super Bowl. I have the NFC winning the Super Bowl. I have the Niners beating the Bengals. I think it's time for the Niners to finally get one. I want to see Kittle get one. I want to see McCaffrey get one. Um, they might. It might end up being Sam Darnold that's throwing the passes. I think he could overtake Brock Purdy as the starter. Um, but I, I, I think they're literally a plug-and-play quarterback. There's just so much talent on that team where, I mean, I could throw passes out there and, and we could win six games. Um, so that's just going to bring me to my, uh, my awards. Um, so I'll do my, my quick awards here. My MVP uh, this year, I think I think Joe Burrow is going to win his first MVP this year. I think he's going to take a huge step forward. My MVP, Joey <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. I think, like I said, I think he's going to be that security blanket. He's going to have another great season. He's the closest thing to Randy Moss we've seen since, yeah, I don't know, Calvin Johnson maybe. But to the, they're two different players. But, I mean, he's he takes over the game. He takes yes. over every game. Yes. Now, this is where it gets a little different here. My defensive player of the year, I have Max Crosby of the Vegas Raiders as my defensive player of the year. Now, why do I think Mac, Max Crosby is my defensive player of the year? He's I mean, he's consistently in the top five in pressure rate. He's consistently in the top five in sacks. And from all you know, all of the reports coming out of Raiders camp, He's only gotten better, and he's learned how to harness a lot of his issues. So I think he does everything. I think this is going to be a breakout year for the Condor. I think he's Defensive Player of the Year, and, and we love it. I'm a huge Max Crosby fan. Um, I have his signed jersey, which is nice, but I'm a, I'm a huge Max Crosby fan, and uh, I think he, he he brings the hardware home. Next, I You have, have no voice, sir. I know, I know. Much to the chagrin of all of our listeners, I've been talking for a while. <laughs> uh, next up, my offensive rookie of the year I'm going Bryce Young uh, I, I, Home cooking, sure, I don't care Bryce Young, I think he's going to tear it up He's going to make the playoffs I think he's going to be really, really good I think he's going to get it done with his arm I think he's going to get it done with his legs I, I, I don't see anybody overtaking him I don't see C.J. Stroud being very great I don't see Anthony Richardson being very great I'm, I'm going to go Bryce Young uh, My defensive rookie of the year, I have Tyree Wilson He's that defensive end, I believe he's with the Seahawks now not now he was a rookie obviously or he is a rookie obviously but i just think he's going to take the game over i think he's the best edge in the in the class say what you want i don't care i think he's i think he's going to take i think he's going to take a lot of games over and he's going to be a very good fixture on uh let me just double check to make sure i'm not i don't sound like an idiot t y r e e uh sh- oh he's a, he's on the raiders that's right oops that's right, he is on the Raiders. Yeah, no, I think it was because I was looking at a secondary draft. It was like a redraft and he went to the Seahawks. Regardless, I think he's going to go I think he's going to go with uh I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. That's embarrassing. Um good thing I checked though, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Good thing I checked. Um and then my comeback player of the year, listen, as much as I don't want it to be because he's a third string safety, uh, as soon as he sets foot on the field, Demar Hamlin locked in comeback player of the year, and he was dead on the field quite literally last season. Um, there, just
1: there's nobody else that you're gonna pick here.
0: No, you can you can say Rodgers if he has a turnaround year. You can say this person. You could say that person. Demar Hamlin was literally dead on the field. So, like I said, just for him to have an NFL career again. It's nothing of short of unbelievable. And then Coach of the Year, some more, some more home cooking. Uh, Frank Reich, I think he's going to take a, I think he's going to take a very bad, not very bad, but I think he's going to take a bad Panthers team from last season, and I think he is going to turn them around. I think he is going to make the playoffs with a with a solid, you know, with a solid Panthers team this year. I don't think they go too too far in the playoffs, but I think they make it. I think they're going to have a home game. Um, so Frank Reich is my Coach of the Year, and that's uh, and wow. that's that. All right. Now, my voice needs a little bit of a break. So, yes. uh, let's move on to our favorite segment of yes. the of the evening. Now that we have three segments, which is pretty nice, let's move on to the favorite segment of the evening. This is Grammy's Grinders. Chris, take us away.
1: All righty. Wow, I got to put Sabrina to bed uh, like 25 minutes ago, and then I got back here, and then it still wasn't done talking. I could have gone to bed for a little bit. No, it's all right. I... I was very torn on my Grammys Grinder of the Week, Uh, but it has to be Giancarlo Stanton. Why is it Giancarlo Stanton? Because of number 400. Number 400 tonight, 400 homers in the career of Giancarlo Stanton tonight. You got a curtain call at Yankee Stadium. A curtain call and a 5-1 Yankee win tonight. It was going to be the Martian. It was going to be the Martian up until he hit the 400th. Did Giancarlo, non si può stoparlo, as as Sterling did. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't wait to hear what Sterling calls for the younger guys' first home runs. I know. I, I you know Dominguez is going to be the Martian has landed. He hit that to the moon. Something like that. With the
1: head shake With the head shake. You like that? I. That's exact. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, congrats on 400 home runs. We love to talk badly about Giancarlo Stan. But he did the thing. Grammy's grinder of the week. Take it away again, Ant. Try not to be a half hour this time. Love you. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: Listen, I would have. I, you no,
1: wanted, you've been waiting for you this. Wanted to, all you pod. wanted to do
0: separate ones. I would have given you the AFC, but no. no Chris you said, let me my do my uh, own. No, you don't
1: want me to take anything football related. Listen to Anthony, not me.
0: It's been a very ant heavy pod. That's okay. It's the football, it's the NFL pod. I know. That, there it goes my. It's the NFL pod. Okay, my Grammys grinder. It's a football player. Uh, my Grammys grinder. Who would have thought, right? My Grammys grinder. His name is Anthony Kendall, and I know you've never heard of him. Anthony Kendall was a four-star, a uh, four-sport athlete at River Ridge High School. That's in Texas. He played football, basketball, ran track, and lifted weights. Coming out of high school, so he... then I play a sport because I lift weights. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's sport. Okay. Um, coming out of high school, he had zero Division One offers. <laughs> Similar to me, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Zero Division oh. Division One offers. Um, he played at Division three Baldwin Wallace, and that's in Ohio, or in le- at least in the Ohio Athletic Conference. Okay. Um, he was a twenty twenty two first team Ohio Athletic Conference, and he was a second team Division three All American. Um, no invite to the NFL Combine. He went to a pro day at the University of Toledo. Yeah, and he ran a four 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 forty yard dash. Oh, wow! A th- and recorded a thirty-nine and a half inch vertical, twenty reps of two twenty-five, and eleven foot broad jump. And now the only reason I bring him up is because right after that pro day, he had two workouts. He had one with the Jets and one with the Browns, I believe. Um, but he signed a you uh, U- signed as a UDFA with the Tennessee Titans, and it was just announced last week that he has officially made their fifty-three man roster. Wow! So shout out to Anthony Kendall. He's a like I said, he's a corner. Um He's mostly going to be a special teamer, but I could see him being on the team, but that's what grinding is all about. It's all about Oh,
1: that's a perfect candidate for this.
0: It's all about coming out of nowhere and and working hard and and making a name for yourself, and he's on a he's on a very good very good defensive team with the Tennessee Titans. He has a very good defensive coach in Mike Vrabel, and I hope Anthony Kendall, I hope you make pro bowls, I hope you become first team all pro. Um but you heard it here first. Anthony Kendall, cornerback for the Tennessee Titans, you are my Grammys grinder of the week. I love it. Well done. So, Chris, my voice hurts. So why don't you take us away? Oh, I'll, do, I'll do my part. So you don't have to worry about that. But you can take us away here. Beautiful.
1: All right. Follow us on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod. TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. And make sure you like, comment, and let us know what you think. I'm going to be honest with you. Tell us that my football prediction sucked. Because I already know they did. Tell me it sucked. Tell me we're stupid for making mozzarella. Tell me you tried to make it and it came out completely different. I want to know. Okay? I want to know. Tell me something. I want some kind of feedback. You know who gives me feedback every week is my mother. And I appreciate that, good or bad. She loved last week. But anyway, I'm Chris, and that's Ant, and
0: this has been Sports and Spaghetti. I guess I'm back. Yeah. All right. As always, take care of your loved ones. Squeeze some cheese. (laughs) And as always, stay full.